Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The other day um, at a press screening, and I have to say it is an absolutely amazing film, so congratulations. Thank you. I've, I've, I haven't seen the film for a while, and I haven't seen the film with an audience for over a year, but I'm hearing from people that I've been speaking to on this kind of um, interview thing that everyone's, people are seeing it and getting it, which is wonderful. Definitely. And where did the idea for the film come from for, at first for you? Because it is such an amazing film, and it's so different to what we've seen in the past. So where did that idea come from, from the film in the first place? I think initially it came from the producer Suzanne Chambers, who wanted to, uh, there was an, an emotional connection to the film as well because of her, she, I think she had a, uh, a deaf, someone with, with deafness, a friend or something that uh, had a, maybe committed suicide, some, some event, but then wanted her to tell a story about people with disability and people in communities and people in sort of this quest for identity. And so she put together this idea and then she pitched a few writers and Ali Burnham came on as the writer and the story developed. I actually, as the director, I came on quite late in the process um, through various means. But So the, the, the film had been in evolution for about five years prior to, prior to being made. Yeah. And what was it about the screenplay that made you want to get involved with the film? Because I find this a really important film. I grew up with a deaf auntie and... Growing up um, with a relative that was deaf, there was nothing around when I was a kid to for me to learn anything about deafness at all. So what was it about this film that made you want to get involved with it? So it's lots of levels. Um, prior to being a TV director, I was a theatre director and I worked a lot in community theatre and I worked a lot with people with disabilities and people that were marginalised in our way. So I had that sense of community about telling a story and talking to native people and trying to find a way to represent community and diversity in an authentic way. So many levels. There was the script. The script was a really good read. When I read it, I thought I can I can make this film keep it a simple a simple love story, a simple story about identity again and community and belonging, but let all the major issues hang underneath it without politicising anything, without, without making it a statement film. Yeah. And so, and me personally, I have, I have, um, I, I have disability that surrounds me in my life. I have people, a deafness, I've, I've, um, I've had friends that were deaf, I've had, I've worked in that situation before. So I think it was a combination of things, but mainly it was just the humanity in the script. And you just can't walk away from that kind of stuff. It was just, the script was just so so alive with the, with the energy of the characters. Yeah. And did using Auslan or sign language, as a lot of our listeners might know the language as, did that cause any issues when you were filming the film or did you, or did it all go pretty smoothly? We had, we had translators with us all the time. So we had cast members who were profoundly deaf and only spoke and, and observed Auslan as their language. Some lip read as well, but so throughout the rehearsal and throughout shooting, I had 
Auslan translators with me all the time, so I could be on set. But in the large crowds, in the, the, in the club scenes, those crowd scenes, I had, um, as I'm talking to the assembled cast and company there, I had the Auslan translator standing right next to me, signing uh, my instructions and my directions. So they were there through the entire process. I mean, you can't authentically tell this story without having that authority with you on set. I don't identify me and myself. I don't identify with any of the uh, with any of the uh, groups or communities within the film, but that didn't stop me from being able to uh, uh, research, work with. We had transgender consultants. We had we had consultants for uh, sight for, for, for deaf community. So they were a part of our writing, rehearsing, and shooting and editing process. Yeah, were you able to um, pick up any parts of Auslan yourself during the yeah. making of the film as well? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I, have a, I had a previous, in previous work I've done, uh, my partner did, uh, is an actor to uh, a film that required some signing and out of that I, I met, part, met members of the deaf community in Melbourne, so they taught me a few signs. So yes, I could say things like thank you, welcome, and a few kind of basic signs. A few kind of basic things you have to be able to, you have to, be able to sign with the language. Yeah. We mentioned the drama before of the film, but there's also a little bit of humour in there as well, including um, that fantastic scene with a, a certain Auslan sign that, that Noah picks yeah. up and keeps on using. Did that humour stand out to you when you first read the script as well? Absolutely. And because it's so authentic and so human, humour has to exist within that. And that's a true story. Tom um, McKenney told that story where... He was, he was incorrectly signed because we think it means I love you or I'm showing a heart. But if you show that kind of squishy heart shape a little bit lower on your body, you're not signing the human heart, you're signing something else. And that, that's kind of, that's a good joke. Yeah. So one of the keys, I think, to this film working was the perfect casting. Tell us a little bit about how you went about casting the roles of Noah and Finn because they are the most important parts of the casting in this film. Yeah, that was just... A search. We had to find. Had the search went on for two years. We had to find uh, someone who was uh, not necessarily transgender, but someone that uh, was was a girl who uh, we could believe was about to make the, the the journey to becoming a boy. And in the film, the uh, character of Finn uh, is pre pre transitioning. So it's just at the start of. So we had to find someone that identified correctly with that 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 place. Uh, we had to find someone that was also deaf. So that was extensive kind of searching. We went with uh, Yana Pandelis, who hadn't done a lot of work. She's Melbourne-based. And then um, we had uh, uh, Jess Orsic, who was one of the producers, or part producer on the show. Her, she says an agent in LA with uh, Reese Noy. And it was felt that he brought the right kind of quality to it because, he, again, he represents a degree of diversity. He's part Caribbean. So, it, you know, in the line of having diversity to film and representing diverse uh, communities. We put them together and it was only once they finally met when Reese came over to shoot and Yana came up from Melbourne that we had started the rehearsal process where we could actually get them together and we spent a lot of our time rehearsing. We had extensive rehearsals for the film where we're just uh, doing improvisation, doing character work, and just slowly building trust between them and just so we felt as if eventually they were a couple and they were yeah it is it's brilliant and paula duncan is fantastic in this film as well what was it like working with a, a screen icon like paula she's great she's great and she is an icon 
Yeah, and Christina New is fantastic as well. Making that step from from singing yeah. to acting was she a delight to work with? Yeah, yeah, she's lovely. I think, and I, I, I kind of had worked with her before in the past in smaller acting roles, and then once she was, she was on board, and she brought that authority of a singer. She brought that sense of authority of having been a, been a, you know, an icon of of, uh, of singing, and, and she again trusted the process and allowed herself to do that. She's, yeah, they're, they're, oh, it's a really delightful cast. I mean, the shoot was one of the most, one of the best experiences I've had. Yeah. Ian, we're seeing such uh, great things happening with Australian films at the moment with um, Penguin Bloom, Occupation, Rainfall, High Ground doing so well at the box office. Does that almost make you a little bit more nervous with Unsound coming out now at a time when it seems like audiences are embracing Australian film? I think it's, I think it's started with the dry and then into penguin bloom they're just audiences are going out i went to the theater for the first time a couple of weeks ago it was just so wonderful to see in the theater again so audiences are going out so i think it's a it's a just it's a really good time for a sound to come out because there's been a good run of australian films that people are going to enjoying and this could we can follow on of that that wave for um for for, for to continue with it so i think it's a great time for it to be released Definitely. Well, mate, uh, it's been an absolute pleasure chatting to you. I know we are running out of times, but before I go, I would just love to ask, is there anything you would like to say to our listeners out there before they head out to check out Unsound in Cinemas? Just give it. Just enjoy the film. Sitting there, enjoy sitting sitting in the dark again, enjoying a film, and and pass the word around. Tell let people know about this film. Awesome. Well, Ian, thank you so much for chatting to us today, and thank you so much for all the television and movie magic that you've brought to us for over the years. Thank you. My, my pleasure. My pleasure. Thank you. Awesome, mate. You stay safe. We'll talk soon. Thank you. Awesome. Bye. Bye. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.